0: Hello and welcome to Banking Transformed. I'm your host, Jim Barus, owner and CEO of the Digital Banking Report and co-publisher of the Financial Brand. As the largest US bank, Chase is committed to a strong multi-channel strategy, building new branches while also being a leader in digital banking innovation. With 55 million digitally active consumers, representing close to 70% of the Chase customer base, Chase continues to provide consumers with banking options they desire, whether it's physical or digital. In fact, if you're looking at an omni-channel type organization, Chase is probably it. With the pandemic making consumers more aware of the need for digital banking solutions, as well as more demanding of their digital banking experiences, the need to improve both the speed and simplicity of digital engagement has never been more important. To understand how Chase continues to be a leader in digital channel growth, we are joined today by Allison Beer, Head of Digital at Chase Bank, where she leads the digital innovation team for the bank. In this episode, we discuss the impact of the pandemic on digital banking and the future of digital at Chase. So welcome to the show, Allison. While your career at Chase is approaching four years this January, your role as the head of digital at the bank began in January of this year. While the commitment to digital transformation at Chase was not new in any way, uh, did you ever think that your role would be put to this much of a test and in a spotlight? as with the onset of the pandemic?
1: Well, I don't think that anyone could have predicted this year for sure. And so, no, I think it's fair to say that this is not how I anticipated my first year in the job going. Although, despite all these challenges, it's been a tremendous year. And I think you're right to note that this has been a multi-year digital transformation that well predates me taking this this role and set us up really nicely for this year and our ability to respond to help our customers and to help our frontline employees really meet the challenges of 2020.
0: Yeah, if anybody wasn't bought in internally, they, they certainly got a heavy dose of reality come, come March when there was no other option, obviously. More than just a digital transformation of the bank from a, a digital channel aspect, You obviously had to work from a a, a unique position with a brand new team at a work remotely type of environment. What challenges did you face and what surprised you most about the working remotely with with basically a brand new team?
1: So a couple of things, the team isn't brand new to me. I actually started in the digital organization when I joined JP Morgan. And so I was, you know, have a long history of digital payments. Um, And then even after I left digital, I think in 2018, I ran corporate development, and the focus of the corporate development function was really to partner with the digital organization and to build out partnerships to drive our business in chase. So the team wasn't new, although some of the team members were. And certainly I had planned to spend my first six months, three to six months, really visiting all of our locations. Um, We have team members worldwide, and getting to know more and more people face to face. And clearly that wasn't possible. My one and only trip this year was to San Francisco. That was in early February and I haven't been on the road since then. And so it was just a totally different dynamic to get to know um, the team in a different way. Um, And there was something really humanizing about working with colleagues and seeing them in their homes and being in the foxhole together. I mean, the early weeks and early months of the pandemic were unlike any other period in my career, and I've managed through you know challenging circumstances before, but the pace of with which we wanted to get changes out to help our call center teams, to help our frontline teams in the branches, as well as to provide new services to customers to meet their needs in the pandemic, met that we basically had a running Zoom call. Um, and we were partnering to make sure that we were getting the changes out as quickly as possible And also meeting the challenges of new government stimulus, the PPP program, payment assistance, and providing those solutions out to our customers as soon as possible.
0: As we mentioned, you know, your digital transformation started way before this happened. And as you also mentioned, it's probably sped up the process on things that uh, you were working on, but also brought in some new elements, the PPP program being one of many where it, something came out of pretty much the blue, something you maybe had, didn't have it on the, uh, the radar. But what surprised you the most from a consumer perspective as far as behaviors and expectations that they had in a pandemic-impacted world? There were huge
1: surprises this year, to be perfectly honest. And when we talk about accelerating our roadmap, everything that we did this year, save perhaps with PPP, were on the roadmap, and so really, it just came to like reordering, reprioritizing the backlogs of the teams to make sure we were accelerating the things we needed to accelerate. We were well on this journey to doing things like digital lending or originating accounts online or providing self service. It just meant that we needed to accelerate um, some of the features or fix some of the glitches on some of the experiences that were used more readily during the pandemic than they had been used before. I I suppose if there was one surprise, it's how many new customers came to the mobile app that were over the age of 50. And so by and large, most of our vast majority of our customers are engaging with us on a daily basis or a monthly basis um, with Chase Mobile or Chase.com. And what we saw during the pandemic is that over half of the new to digital customers were over 50. And they, in some cases, joined Chase before these solutions were in place. In doing so, they came back and saw what great solutions we have for quick deposit for check capture or P2P payments or what have you, and have been delighted by the the services that they see.
0: As I mentioned in our introduction, Chase continues to build branches nationwide. In fact, in my own neighborhood, there's been two built in the last year, filling in geographical gaps in your physical delivery network. Can you share a little bit about Chase's overall strategy with regard to the physical plus digital aspects of the relationship?
1: Yeah, so I think the focus with our strategy is to be where our customers are and to serve them in the way that they want to be served. And so I think customers are really wanting great digital solutions, and they want to also have uh, bankers and advisors that they can meet with to serve their their, uh, more complex needs. We don't think about digital and physical. We think about it truly omni-channel and how do our digital capabilities augment the in-branch experience so that customers really get a fulsome advisory and banking experience from Chase.
0: The simplicity in which customers can use the digital channels at Chase is pretty much on the high advanced stage compared to other financial institutions. You know, there were many financial institutions that when the pandemic hit had to turn on the digital capabilities, which really ended up being more of a, okay, we're going to allow people to open an an account via digital app. But in the pre-pandemic and and what we'll say is a somewhat post-pandemic stage, do you see a lot of your customers now opening accounts naturally on a digital app as and a mobile app as opposed to at a physical branch? Or you still see a, a tremendous demand still for the, the in-branch account opening?
1: I would say we see ample demand for both. Customers were opening accounts digitally before the pandemic that clearly as a percentage of account opening increased during the pandemic, but we see uh, branch volumes rebounding. I think that, that customers are going to, to choose the channel of choice, and we're gonna support channels of choice. Account opening digitally is becoming better and better every day, and we're able to handle more and more complex accounts. And I anticipate that that the customers will choose either channel. I the, the funny thing is that that you know, by and large, we're moving so that there's a single account opening platform. And so whether the, the customer chooses to open an account on Chase.com, they're or in the branch. When they enter the branch, they'll be opening the account largely in the same way that they would online, um, perhaps assisted with an advisor or a banker.
0: So there's not a bank out there. It's not continually talking about trying to improve the customer experience or improve the digital customer experience. When your team is trying to focus on improving the digital customer experience what really do they focus on the most? Is it simplicity? Is it speed? Is it um, functionality? What is the main focus today when you're talking about lifting the experience to a, a new digital level?
1: You know, we have a robust investment, a robust team, and we can focus on all parameters at once. And so it is absolutely personalization. It's it's resiliency and speed we are very focused on making sure that we have modern infrastructure and modernizing our existing infrastructure. And it's about making sure that those journeys and customer experiences work well, connected well together, that products work really well together. Um, And so we are focused on all those things as we can. And if I had to pick one, um, I probably wouldn't pick one. I'd probably pick two or three, and that is personalization. Customers want to to have the experience feel like it was made for them. For them to find for for customers to be easily be able to find the things they're looking for, um, and for that to be surfaced in a way that's contextual. And so we're very focused on personalization. Similarly, we're focused on automation. Customers want to have resolution in their channel of choice. And if that means that you know they want to know that if they're executing a transaction, it's it's done once, um, and that they can go straight through and, and see that confirmation that if they're opening an account, if they're you know ordering a new card or whatever, that's all done really seamlessly. Um, and then last, customers want things to be real time. And so customers during the pandemic are using Zelle at greater numbers than ever before. And uh, we see that continuing into 2021. You know, real-time payments has been a focus, and I think it will be uh, even more of a focus in 2021.
0: The research we've done for the Digital Bank Report shows that consumers really crave personalization and humanization along their journey. They also are pretty comfortable sharing data as long as value is received in return. What is Chase doing to improve the level of personalization, but even more importantly, the amount of proactive engagement and advice provided through digital channel experience?
1: As I said, personalization is is key and customers want to be able to see their data and to use their data for folks at Chase to provide them with insights based on their data. And we're, we do a pretty good job of that today, and we're going to do an even better job of that tomorrow. Um, so one of the places that we really try to surface insights based on customer data is in a, a feature called Snapshot that we have in the Chase mobile app, which provides snackable insights for you on how you spent, saved, um, what other people like you are doing, ways that you might be able to optimize, and to provide you little bits of advice, like you know, you actually have you know more cash in your, your checking account than you normally do, you could set up an auto-saving role and encouraging customers to save and providing insights for them on the best things to do with that money. And so auto-saving, auto-spending, auto-pay are all of those um, features that come out of the insights that come from customer data. And you'll see that contextual nudges um, throughout the Chase Mobile app. And we We try to allow customers to have access to their data so that they can make better financial decisions.
0: So really what you're trying to do is you're almost taking away the old style account alignment and really trying to bring the relationship together so that savings, transactions, lending all become under an overarching umbrella that really gives you contextual reaction to things that a consumer is doing, correct? Correct.
1: I think that's a a way to characterize it. You know, customers don't necessarily think in products. They think about the outcomes that they want to have. So they'd like to have more savings. They'd like to be able to go to vacation. They'd like to buy a new home. And so we have a lot of services that are about those journeys, about those outcomes or goals that customers are seeking and ways to help them achieve them. And so we have an end-to-end engagement platform with products and solutions like Credit Journey, that help customers track their credit score and also provides them with advice on how to improve their credit score or another solution that we have that allows you to monitor your home value and to track home values around you. And then it will provide you with advice on how to save for a new down payment, what are mortgage rates doing? And so this information is really, I think it's right to say that customers aren't thinking in terms of products, but are thinking in terms of outcomes and we're trying to unlock the value for them, you know, along the stream of their outcome that they're seeking versus a financial product.
0: With that in mind and, and really looking like you're trying to embed financial services within a person's lifestyle. What do you see as the role of let what's called open banking or expanded beyond financial service? You already mentioned things like their credit bureau aspects and things like this, but do you see, because of the digital capabilities that financial institutions can have and the level of data that they have in order to make analytic decisions and even proactive recommendations, what do you see as the expanded role of open banking and open banking services as part of the overall relationship from a, a customer at Chase?
1: Yeah, I think- probably too early to say exactly what the the role of oak and baking will play, but I I think about it a little bit in different terms, which is customers want to be able to manage their financial life simply in one place. And so what we are trying to do is marry the digital tools that you see in the marketplace, but uh, frankly, I think we're doing pretty well with the financial products that underpin them. And it's not enough to show people their information. They really want to be able to take action on it. And I think that's the real power of Chase Mobile and of Chase.com, which is you can come and get a lot of the great digital tools um, that many fintechs and others are, are um, also developing that exist on Chase Mobile, whether it's credit journey or, or um, account aggregation, goal based savings. You know, a lot of these tools exist today and customers Are adopting them and using them. And when they see the insights, they can easily take the next step and take the next action. That's the real power of a platform like Chase. And I think of Chase as a platform um, so that customers can, you know, marry their financial products with great insight and great digital tools.
0: In the past, at most financial institutions, customers had to actually search for the solutions that would best fit their needs. So if they wanted to have automated savings, they had to think about the fact that I wanted automated savings and then find that product. Um, If they wanted to borrow for a short-term need, or or if they wanted to forego a loan payment, they'd have to look and, and ask that question. Do you see the future of digital financial services really being where the financial institutions actually become more of a financial concierge for the consumer, Provide those recommendations proactively, almost like a GPS versus a rear view mirror view of the customer relationship?
1: 110%. I think that the best thing that we can do to better serve our customers, anticipate their needs and provide them with that kind of financial advice and, and recommend to them, not necessarily just products, the financial products, but solutions and, and goals and ways to think about their portfolio and their long-term goals. And bundling all of those digital solutions with the financial products really is the way to unlocking great outcomes for customers. Um, and so, absolutely, we see ourselves as providing recommendations to customers so that we can they can better achieve their goals.
0: So, when we're looking at recommendation engines and we're looking at added services and benefits based on the consumer's relationship and and their their behavior over time. We're seeing that Google is now partnering with a number of traditional financial institutions to allow for advanced digital engagement. So really being almost like the contextual engine on the front end of the relationship for a number of financial, legacy financial institutions, does this raise the bar for what is expected from every financial institution? In other words, somewhat of a wake up call talking about what the future can be and what do you think about the the type of services that Googleplex is looking to do with traditional financial institutions like Citibank and other organizations?
1: I think the bar is high as it could be. And I think that we take, I take inspiration. And I think we all take inspiration from a number of players, both inside and outside of financial services and inside and outside of big tech. And the pace of change for the digitization of all industries is you know at a fever pitch right now clearly in light of 2020 and all the challenges that it has presented to industry. The thing that I would say is like we know that customers want great digital tools to manage their financial lives and they want financial products that will make it easy for them to make the most of their own money. And we are spending a lot of time making sure that things are simple, easy to use, that customers have the contextual information that they need to make the choices and that we're helping them achieve the outcomes that they're looking for. So we're providing great advice and providing great tools that allow them to follow that advice. And, you know, I think there's gonna be a lot of competition because we're in an industry where there's a, a lot of innovation, but I feel really good about our plans and the roadmaps that we have and the ways that we're currently meeting the needs of customers.
0: Is your organization trying to embrace digital banking transformation in 2021? Are you trying to elevate the customer experience? Figure out what technology you want to implement to improve the customer journey. Look at data analytics to really better understand and personalize the customer experience. And are you trying to make it so that more of your employees can buy into and be part of your digital banking transformation? If this sounds like you, I ask you to reimagine banking with our newest podcast sponsor, Microsoft. They give you the opportunity to unlock new opportunities at speed throughout innovative business models, deliver differentiated customer experiences across channels, products, and services, and redefine new ways of banking. Microsoft and its partner ecosystem help banks to achieve differentiation through sustainable growth, streamlining core systems, reducing cost and risk, and delighting customers and employees. If you're in the midst of a journey, trying to figure out what to do next, maybe trying to find out what other organizations are doing to lift up their experience level, I really encourage you to look at Microsoft. For more information, visit Microsoft.com. Slash financial services. You're in charge of digital innovation at, at Chase. And when you look at innovation, it it, it by its nature is about change and change management. And, and you know, you've been in the financial services business long enough to know that, you know, change isn't necessarily every banker's friend. And being a legacy banker myself in many ways, you know, the, the, the whole change can be painful. What Overall, in its chase, when you're when you're trying to implement new digital innovations and come up with new ideas, and your team does, what's the biggest challenge you face with regard to moving these ideas forward at whatever pace you're trying to do? What 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 is the biggest challenge that you face?
1: You know, I don't feel like the challenge is trying to convince uh, you know the organization to change. I think we're a, a company that's really focused on meeting customer needs and there are so many great solutions that we see in the marketplace or that we're developing to better meet those needs and so there's nothing better than a rallying cry behind an actual customer or customer pain point and i, I you know that's what we try to center on day in day out or is what do we hear from clients what do we hear from customers and how do we better meet their needs and so because we have that North Star, it makes it easy for us to focus. But of course, there's so many customer pain points and so many customer needs that we'd like to better meet. And so the challenge is always prioritization. What do we do first, second, third? And you know, we have multiple teams across the organization working on meeting customer needs, and we wanna make sure that we have the right criteria so that they're focused on you know to working on the most important things first. Um, and so I would say probably prioritization is that the biggest challenge. And then the next is, you know, the best thing about working at Chase is the scale. And so we have so many great financial products and solutions that we can bring to bear. And sometimes the challenge is the scale and we have a single mobile app that customers love. And it is the, I would say the most complete banking app, um, in the market, but making sure that that isn't complex. Making sure that the experience is simple, making sure that customers can easily navigate to the things that they're trying to get to in Chase.com or Chase Mobile is a constant challenge for us to make sure that we're really simplifying customer experiences.
0: Okay. So you just mentioned simplicity and quickness and ease of use and and speed obviously goes as part of that when you look in the marketplace, it doesn't have to be just financial, but if you look in the marketplace and and you say, geez, there was a real wow experience, what experience have you seen in the marketplace recently that, that you say, man, that that has got every element of what we're trying to achieve pretty nailed? And as I said, it doesn't have to be financial, but what kind of experiences have you seen that that really you know, make you excited about what the potential is?
1: I draw inspiration from so many places. You know, I do look at Netflix an awful lot, in part because, you know, I have five Netflix profiles in my household, and I know instantly when I'm, you know, accidentally logging in as my husband or accidentally logging in as one of my kids, that it's an entirely different experience, different content you're seeing, et cetera. And that's really what I would like Chase Mobile to feel like for customers, you know, that, that, that experience when you log in is highly personalized to you. It feels like it was made for you, even though it's the same mobile app as, as you know, your neighbor down the street may have that has a completely different, you know, um, uh, set of products with us and financial goals, et cetera. You know, we take inspiration from those highly personalized platforms.
0: My example was also, I just signed up for the Apple card and it was almost so seamless and so easy that you didn't even know you had already gotten it because it used data they already knew about me to apply for something. And it made it so that the experience was so quick and then the physical and the digital interaction was quite quite exciting and Netflix is obviously a good example everybody uses Amazon but but even things like instacart where where your behavior is monitored and then recommendation engine drives from there is it's interesting though Allison as we look at chase and we're looking at the other top financial institutions in the country more and more of the new account openings in the digital world are really flowing to the biggest banks and and a lot of that has to do with the fact that the experiences at Chase and the experiences at the top five or six financial institutions really are so advanced compared to what we'll call the rest of the market or mid-market, whatever you want to be, that it really sets it apart for those that really set their their stage on what they want from a financial institution from a digital perspective to be a leader. And I'm wondering from your perspective, and and, and it's a sensitive question, but it's one that we ask a number of the people that we have on the show is that you know, I have a good feeling that the smallest organizations are going to do well because of their community involvement, and, and sometimes the consumer is not necessarily always looking for the best of the best on the digital aspect. But do we run into a challenge with what I'm going to call the mid majors? Um, those organizations that are run by legacy bankers and legacy operational aspects, and they're big enough to be, build scale, but it's really tough to get all the commitment from resource perspective to move as fast as the biggest banks from a digital perspective. And and I'm wondering if we're getting to a point where instead of the old 2007 and 8 too big to fail, that we might be getting into a a too small to succeed perspective. How do you see what I call the mid-majors or the the large, overly-sized, over $10 billion community bank How do you see them being able to reach the goals of what the consumer is expecting from a digital relationship perspective?
1: I can speak only from the the prism of Chase and I would say, you know, technology is getting faster and less expensive and, and good prioritization means that you can deliver really great customer experiences. But I have to tell you, it's a maniacal focus on customer experience that allows us to have the kinds of products and features that we have in market and you know i'm not happy with anything and so every single day we're looking at improving 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 whether that's account opening whether that is you know your experience for self-service in the chase mobile app and you know everything from finding a merchant funded offer from chase offers you know we're constantly fine-tuning those customer experiences And we are our own worst critics. And trust me, our customers are critics of our work. And for you to have the great listening posts and then have that customer listening posts and and taking that customer feedback and actually implementing the changes that need to happen require resources and really require focus that I think that comes with investment. And, you know, I don't have a crystal ball and I don't know what the, the future holds, but I can tell you that we live, breathe that customer experience every waking moment of the day.
0: From a perspective of customer experience, obviously the pandemic brought on a, a heightened need for not just digital solutions, but convenience and speed of engagement. Um, can you talk a little bit about Chase's focus on automated solutions?
1: The, the focus on automated solutions are, you know, it's again about the customer experience. We want to make sure that customers are getting the resolution they want first time and in, in the channel of choice. So whether that is call center, because um, from time to time, customers still do call. We have you know, our branch or we have Chase Mobile and Chase.com. And customers more and more also, it's not that I want Chase Mobile to a solution for customers to come and be able to manage their own lives. Many of our customers want Chase to manage their lives for them. And that automation, whether that's auto-save or auto invest, or setting up savings goals, or auto paying is critically important to customers that they're busier than ever right now. You've got moms who are and parents who are managing Zoom school while also doing their jobs. And the idea that they are now at the end of the day going to sit down and manage their financial lives just feels daunting. And so putting those solutions in place for us to provide them, yes, with the, you know, information of what's coming up, upcoming payments, upcoming bills, upcoming solutions, but then really to take the work away from them and to set and forget wherever possible is just really a focus for the team and to do that in a way where customers still feel like they have control, but they don't feel the burden of the work.
0: Yeah, again, it's embedding within the lifestyle because, I mean, the ultimate goal is to not have to think about our financial relationships and have them kind of... Be managed for us. I mean, because you know everybody says they want budgeting tools, but nobody wants to budget. Uh, so it's it's one of those dynamics where we say what we think is good for us to say, but it's hard for us to do. And the and the more role that, the better role that the financial institution can play, the 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 happier we're going to be as consumers. From the perspective of payments, I mean, Chase is a, obviously a huge player in the payments markets. They're a participant in Zelle. They, they, you've been a leader in the payments and, and credit side forever. I'm wondering, what do you see as the role of uh, touchless or contactless payments and real-time payments going forward?
1: Huge. I mean, I think the the pandemic has demonstrated, and I don't have the stats in front of me, but we can always get this to you after, but the real-time payments has ballooned during um, the pandemic. Customers are using P2P more than ever before. Zelle has really continue to accelerate its growth across the network and contactless we now have our credit cards and debit cards are are fully contactless and customers are using them day in and day out and they're tapping to pay for everything from you know the the corner store to major purchases and it's a really nice innovation and it came just in time but customers are absolutely changing the way that they pay and in some cases that's sort of nuanced where you know they're taking the card of the wallet instead of dipping it, they're they're tapping. Um, and in some cases, like with Zelle, you see transactions that used to be in cash migrating to to the mobile app.
0: It's amazing. I, I know in my situation, and and I kind of I toy with it a little bit because it, it's fun to do so. But my wallet now is not taken with me um, anywhere. I try to see how long I can go with just my phone. And I'm actually making choices with regard to who I do business with based on how easy the payment systems are, how, how integrated they are and, and how well I can do without having to put a card in or any kind of cash transaction. And, and it's interesting because you can go weeks and weeks without ever having to touch cash or a, a piece of plastic, which, you know, it was it was possible before. But it wasn't as integrated in everyday life and not available as, as widely as it is now. And it I think when we look at consumer behavior, as you mentioned, it, it's changed because of COVID, but it's not going to go back. I mean every every nuance from the the Netflix example you gave to Apple Pay and Amazon and and Zoom and everything we do, you know, it's not like these consumer behaviors are going to go back to what we would have called normal, old normal. The broadening of horizons really, I'm sure, puts you and your team on guard all the time. That it, it, it's exciting, but it also challenges you because it says, you know, the marketplace is educating themselves on what is possible more than ever before. If, if you're looking at innovations overall and you're looking at where you think digital banking is going to go in, in one to three years, What excites you about what is possible and what you're hoping gets achieved in the next one to three years from a digital innovation and a digital engagement perspective?
1: Gee, that's tough, you know, because I don't think it's ever one thing. And frankly, we don't have one customer. And so I would say I really, again, I said it time and again, I hope that customers from college students who are just graduating to our everyday customer all the way to some of our, our wealthy customers come to the Chase mobile app and have an experience that feels really curated to them and that they that the friction that they feel in managing their financial life is solved for in the Chase mobile app and that they are delighted by you know game changing products and services that knit together beautifully The customers, you know, have access to their information in a really simple way, simple to understand with the right insights served at the right time. You know, for folks that are just starting out, they're getting financial advice and savings goals to set up a rainy day fund or save for their first house you know, whatever their their life goals are. And for our most complex clients that they're able to have watch lists for the stocks that that they, they have in their portfolio, that they're getting research right at the right time and that their nudges are contextual to their portfolios and that the same mobile app is able to deliver all of those experiences highly curated to the customer.
0: A question I've started to ask most of my guests, because Every one of the people that we have on the show is really involved in the digital banking transformation process and the innovation process and really leading a big team and and moving them forward to something that is somewhat nebulous because the future is not set in stone and it changes as we saw this year in an instant and, and we have to be ready for that. But as you get up every morning, as you think about what you're going to be doing the next day, what gets you really fired up? What gets you excited about? As you look at what the future could be from a digital banking perspective, from a Chase perspective, from a consumer perspective, and from an engagement perspective, what what kind of gets your juices running to, to make you really excited about what's happening going forward?
1: I don't think it's any one thing, but I think it's clock speed. And what I'm seeing our teams unlock, and again, this, a lot of this work predates me, but we certainly have made a huge leap forward this year. We're in the midst of an agile transformation here at JPMorgan Chase, and the Chase team has organized themselves around a new product architecture, and we're seeing that clock speed increase every day with higher velocity and just, you know, much better engineering uh, outcomes. I think we have one of the finest tech teams anywhere, and it's great that we can meet the challenges of the day and really spurn innovation. And so you know, as an idea comes up or as we have a new insight about a way to better serve our customers, the fact that we can get that thing into market faster than ever before is what really gets me going. Because I think you're exactly right. We don't know what the future holds. Nothing is set in stone. And for me to sit here and say, I know that in three quarters or in four quarters or in six quarters, we should be building X is a fool's errand. Um, And if we're really going to set up so that we can meet the needs of our customers, then we actually just need to really focus on making sure that the people who are closest to the customers, you know, our teams that are really our product owners are getting the insights that they need and are improving their clock speed every day. And that they have the resources and organization to meet the needs of customers and that their customer obsession flows through into a beautiful mobile app.
0: You look at the last year and and probably the the moment, the tail tail moment for every financial institution was how quickly they had to react in somewhat a crisis mode, working remotely to put in place a PPP loan program that the government announced on a Friday and you were supposed to put it in place by Monday. I would think it's an innovation leader. You look and go, hey guys, we showed what was possible. We we did what we may have thought before this all took place that was impossible, but we got everybody moving in the same direction. You know, at a place like Chase, the the layers can be astronomical from a standpoint of compliance and everything else. But really, the PPP loan program is as challenging as it was also was a telltale moment to say what could be done. I mean, it's got to be exciting for you from the standpoint of, of, you know, everything was working against you. you. You get late late notice on what's going to be done. It didn't come in the way we all thought it would or, or came in differently to a degree. And, and you're all working remotely to make it happen. Uh, it, it, all these things put together would have never been thought possible in, in January of this year. So it, it's kind of interesting. Finally, I'm wondering, as you look at the competition going forward, who do you see is, is your biggest competitor on the horizon or, or currently?
1: Who is the biggest single competitor? I, I don't think there is a single competitor, and I think that's the complexity of, of the industry today and of um, meeting customer needs. That that customers can curate their own selection of financial service products and um, s- providers, frankly, um, on the device, and they can you know bring together you know best in class from one provider and best in class from another and easily access both. And so I obsess about each one of those journeys and make sure that we are meeting each individual competitor on its merits and that the sum of the parts is greater than any of the, the individual alone.
0: that's a great answer because you really, as you said, you can't look at one competitor and say, I wanna be like them because the next day they're not even gonna be like them. Kind of a a moving target at all times. Exactly, Allison. Thank you so much for being on the show today. I, I really appreciate your time, uh, your insight, and you know Chase is obviously a, a firm that everybody looks to and sees what you're doing on a digital aspect. And you know, I know a lot of times when I ask organizations. Who do they see as being an aspirational organization from the standpoint of what they'd like to be able to achieve? Chase is obviously in that in that set of companies that they look at. So you're obviously doing a really good job, and and uh, you know I'm sure the next year, you know, whatever you've accomplished this year, it certainly prepares you for the next year of of change and innovation. So again, thank you very much for being on the show.
1: Well, thank you for having me. It's been really a pleasure.
0: You know, great interview with Allison Beer from Chase Bank. You know, when you look at digital innovation, you look at digital transformation, obviously Chase had a lot of those engines running before the pandemic and has only sped up the process. When I mean, she was talking about the automated capabilities of Chase and what they're looking at, automated savings, automated lending, automated deposit taking payments, all these things. I think that's something we, as organizations and in industry, have to really be looking at. Because when you look at Acorns, when you look at what's happening in the investment field in, in fintechs, you're seeing that these organizations are making headway because consumers don't want to have to manage all this stuff. And if their financial institutions can help them manage it, they're going to be a better partner going forward. Thanks for listening to Banking Transformed, raised to the top five banking podcast by Apple. If you enjoy what we're doing, be sure to subscribe to Banking Transformed on your favorite podcast app. In addition, Please take a minute to provide a review. It lets us know how we're doing. Finally, be sure to catch my articles on the financial brand and look for new research on financial marketing, retail banking innovation, data and the customer experience, and the future of work as part of the Digital Banking Report. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcast. A special thank you to our producer, Leah Longbreak, and audio engineer, Sean Rule hoffman I'm your host, Jim Beruz. Until next time, Make every day a learning experience.
1: You've got questions. We've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business.